Well, as we've mentioned on this program, uh, some Australians looking to make a quick buck are cashing in on the housing crisis and they're illegally renting out their backyards, their sheds and even their driveways. And often with these backyard sheds, there's no access to running water or toilets or showers. One uh, particular landlord offering 10% off because the shed didn't have a window. It is just unbelievable. How did we get to this? Uh, Sarah Elcordy is one of our regular contributors here on the night shift. She's known as the Rent Fairy, and she joins me now. G'day. Hi, how are you? I'm really, really well. When you saw this story, how did you feel? Oh, look, um, in some ways shocked, and in other ways I thought, well, I guess this is something that's normal to see these days. Normal? How can this, how can this happen? Oh, it's, it's chaos at the moment, isn't it? It's more than just chaos. I mean, imagine renting somebody your driveway so that while you're living in your car, you can park it. Who does that? Oh, look, people at the moment are doing anything they can to get money for one. People who are stuck and need money and then other people who really need accommodation. But it can't be legal, can it? It's not legal. There's no way it's legal. So if somebody the- if somebody says, look, I've got a, a Calibon shed and it's eight by four and you yeah. can have it for $250 a week, how, how can this keep happening? It's it's happening, unfortunately. it's it's There's nothing out there for people. You've seen the lines around Sydney, the lines around Melbourne, $500 a week for a studio apartment. It's got one window. Jump into a shed for $250. It's ridiculous, but it is happening, and, and it shouldn't be legal, and people should be, you know, looked into what's going on. But without appropriate accommodation and nothing on the market, what are people resorting to these kind of things? To your knowledge, are people paying a bond? For these sheds? No, I don't believe so, no. This I mean, is just more of a come in, be quiet, pay the pay the rent, come and go as you please, and then, you know, that's it. There's no lease agreement. There's no bond. There's You've got no rights whatsoever. So if you see a shed advertised, mm-hmm. should you report it? I believe so, yes. We have to keep each other safe. I know at the moment it's tough. There aren't a lot of properties available, but, you know, a shed... Are you safe in there? We really don't know. Uh, Sarah Alcordia is with me. She's known as the Rent Ferry. Sarah, just something else that came up last week, and I wanted to run this past you. Um, Because there is such uh, a rental shortage right around Australia, some landlords reportedly are being extra, extra tough and withholding bonds for unreasonable reasons. What's your advice to a tenant on getting your bond back? Well, I think the most important thing is at the start of tenancy. And I think one of the things that's often missed is the ingoing condition report. That makes all the difference when you are vacating a property. Mm. I know it's a, it's exciting. You get the keys, you're moving into a new house, you want to get your furniture in straight away. I think the first thing that every single person who goes into a rental property needs to do is go through that property with a fine tooth comb and have a look at everything. Write down any anything, marks on walls, take photos, take videos, mark it in the ingoing condition report, check the blinds, check the skirtings, check the walls, check the fans, literally check every single nook and cranny and any discrepancies, make note on your ingoing condition report. And then if there's anything that comes out throughout your tenancy or any repairs or any damages that were any fault of your own, put it in writing to the property manager. And make sure you keep a folder of these repairs and reports. So when you go through and you, they do the vacate inspection, if they come back and say, oh, look, this hole in the wall wasn't there, you need to repair it. 
and it was actually there. You have the proof. We had a had a, uh, a an investment property, a, a flat, a one bedroom flat, and our tenant painted everything. Didn't ask, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I and, and we are not um, we, we are not knowers. We would have said, okay, well, let's have a look at the Cully rafter. Um, yeah. And then we had a beautiful water feature in our in the courtyard, and she filled it with dirt mm. and and turned it into a planter box, and it was of water feature. So we we let it go, but that was definitely you're one of the nice ones. That was really frustrating. Are you allowed to paint? Are you allowed to make improvements? There, you to make improvements, you do have to get the landlord's approval. There are certain things you can and can't do. Depends on each state, but majority of the time you have to get landlord's approval. Like hooks and holes in walls, you need to get landlord approval. Mounting a TV, landlord approval. Painting, definitely, I think you should get landlord approval. It's always great to make the house. You you want to make the house feel like a home, but you have to understand that you're going into somebody else's home at the end of the day, and to just ask. There's no harm in asking. Okay, so what's the law if if you have a rental property and your tenant paint the white walls black because that's what they wanted. Do they have to, do do they have to repaint it white before they leave? To return it to original condition. That's the law. Yeah. Return it. Unless they have approval. Okay. Okay. And what, and how do you define reasonable wear and tear? Reasonable wear and tear are things like, say, for example, in high traffic areas, walking in and out, the, the carpet might be a little bit more damaged, mm. or there are a little bit scuff marks on the on the walls mm. and things like that. They're reasonable wear and tear because they're things that are used every day. You know, the shower head might become a little bit loose. That's wear and tear. Yeah, yeah. Damages, obviously, are holes, burns, carpets in, in the carpet, holes in the walls, um, major scuff marks and things like that. Um, but again, it's it's very it's a great area on what general wear and tear can be. So you can always ask, have that conversation with your agent as well. I mean, I myself have have been through the path of tribunal previously for mm. general wear and tear things because a landlord expects you to live in a property and nothing changes from yeah, the that's moment. Imp- that, that's ridiculous. In. And they have to realise that, that you live in a property. Yeah. You know? Hey, Sarah, what if you specify when advertising the property that it's uh, for non-smokers. Yeah, and, the te- and they smoke in it. And they smoke. And, and, when, and when they go to leave, the beautiful white painted walls are now yellow. And you find out that they have been smoking. What do you do then? Well, yeah, I mean, that's probably something that's going to end up in tribunal. You're, you're going to need to um, have proof that it was obviously advertised as non-smoking. But I think smoking in properties is banned altogether anyway. Smoking on balconies, obviously, is another thing. We've had a chat about that previously as well. Um, but it's probably something that you're going to find yourself in tribunal for. So if the property is advertised as a non-smoking property and the tenant does smoke, you can you, you can enforce that? Well, as a landlord, you yeah. I mean, might you might be hard to prove, might unless, 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 of course, you do an inspection and there's an ashtray. Yeah, that's another thing, right? It's, it's, I guess it's on the agent as well to do their six monthly inspections and pick up on those kind of things. Oh, but dear, um, dear. It, is, it, is, it is hard to prove. Do you think because we have such a massive rental crisis in Australia, do you think we need to soften these laws? I mean, like, for example, you and I have talked about this. Um, no pets 
things like that. Oh, it's, you know, I get so many people who come through and they keep getting rejected for no pets. I don't think softening the law necessarily will do anything. I think the problem is these landlords are spoiled for choice. It's not like they're having 50 applications come through with pets. It's they're choosing the ones with no pets because that's their preference. So even if the laws were relaxed a little bit around pets, I think landlords are just, their, their preference is people without pets. Some landlords are preference without kids. Yeah, true. Hey, listen, Sarah, it, it's a really important topic. Um, how can people get in contact with you? They can get in contact through our website, so www.therentfairy.com.au. Easy. www.therentfairy.com.au. That is Sarah L. Cordy, one of our regular contributors here on the Night Shift, and we're very lucky to have you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it.